Hello and welcome to the first episode of the 2015-2016 season of the Wolves Football Fancast Show. This week on the podcast, it's guest hosted by Graham Large. You may have noticed this isn't Dave Evans' voice. And this week we have Richard Hobbs. Hi everyone. Luke Thompson. How you doing? The Baron, John Babb. Good evening. And Ben Husband. Evening. First fan cast me and you together, isn't it? It is, yeah. You must be you must be thinking, who the hell is this bloke? I'm just excited to be honest. It's <laughs> the only thing that's got me through this summer. <laughs> Thoughts on pre season so far, gents. Um, John, you can start us off. Thoughts on pre season? Oh, it's been a bit low key really for I think when you see some of the clubs going well, Bristol City going and playing in Portugal and things like that, we play some very low key games, don't we? For the level of football we're at, I think. Um, signings until the last verso, which I know we're going to go on to, have been low. Everything's been pretty low key and frustrating for a number of supporters, as probably people are well aware. But the main thing is really this weekend. What's happened before is a little bit irrelevant, as long as thing, as, as long as the management and the players are, are, are happy with the way things are going. That's the most important. As, as a fan, I think it's been low key. Mm. I think these days, more and more, it's all about fitness, isn't it? It's mm. less about putting on a show it's having it you know not having not having fun that makes it sound boring because Doncaster was interesting um, but it is all about getting the players up to match fitness um, nowadays which does take away a bit of the um, bit of the excitement yeah when, when I say it's low key of course I, I, I was actually away on holiday and you, you, some of you guys probably were there to say it's low key is probably a bit unfair when you get 22,000 for a pre-season yeah. friendly against Villa but obviously I wasn't there so you, you might want to enlighten us it, on that one it's still Villa <laughs> that, that's, that's the point isn't yeah. it it's, you know in the last few years we've had a few, uh, a few Spanish opposition and to get Villa at home who with the greatest respect we've seen play we've seen them they're on match for day every week. You know, we know all the players. It's it's actually interesting to. They did have about four or five new signings, though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Which was quite good to see mm. for sort of dream team purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, th- I think it it has been low key. It's been a bit frustrating at times as well, because mm. um, there's not been too much sound bites coming from the club, which I think has been the root of people's frustration because mm. you just don't know what's going on really but I mean positives you know the opposition may not have been the best but we're unbeaten which I suppose you know it took mm. I think winning breeds confidence doesn't it yeah and you know to get that winning mentality in early you know it's it's everyone's going to be buzzing for Blackburn now the players mm. you know they're all going to be high on confidence and I think it's a great way to start the season rather than you know we could have gone to, to Germany and played Borussia Mönchengladbach and Dortmund and got slum four and five nil. You know, well, I, I don't think that's like Bristol City really. went to, they, they were playing Sporting Braga and places like that. And you're thinking, gosh, they were in, you know, they only just come out of League One. Yeah, I think um, a lot of that has to do with Jacket's input on the pre-season yeah. friendlies. Though last uh, at the beginning of the last season, I went to the pre-season dinner and he was quite critical about the program, saying that it didn't provide enough competition. And he said that whilst playing La Liga teams is nice for a sort of glamour fixture, he'd much prefer being tested against teams from the same country and playing the elite in the Premier League and he said that that's that's where Wolves want to be so they want to be playing that level of teams but they're, they're, they're sort of out of country experience i.e. Scotland last two years ago Ireland even France it's very much like training camp football rather than well, actual proper that's games. where it's kind of gone away from what he said in a sense because whilst he was saying that he wanted to play the best competition available in England we then go to a training camp 
in the middle of Paris and play two lower league French teams, which doesn't really make much sense no. based on what's to me been like said. the positioning of that in terms of the pre-season it being right at the very start. To me, that seems it's more like a bonding trip, and there's two games there as well. I don't think we went to Paris to go and play Paris FC and Chambly or whatever yeah. they were called. I think yeah. it was just while we're out there, we'll play essentially a couple of cl- beyond closed doors friendly. That's yeah. the impression I got. Yeah. Maybe if it was a bit closer to now, you might see the opposition have been a little bit stronger. But for for then, it was literally just mm. minutes under the belt. I thought I thought the Villa game was was a good test as well because it was like a league match the way it was played. Yeah. You know, so I I think that that that's great for for seeing if everybody is at that level of match fitness ready for when the competitive football starts. And I think judging from from how we played against Villa, I'd say that we are ready. So I think, sort of, um, from a what's the word like a functional point of view on pre-season, I'd say it's been quite. Seems like it's been successful. Mm. Sort of everyone looks fit. Nobody's picked up any serious training injuries. I think we've picked up one or two. Wallace and Savile mm. picked up a few injuries, but you know. So I think yeah. from that point of view, it's, it's been a productive pre-season. I suppose playing like Spanish sides and stuff, it it does seem glamorous, but then what's the point in us setting up against the side that their main prerogative is keeping the football when the majority of teams in the Championship don't do that? So it's not really teaching you anything that they need to know for this season because Blackburn ain't exactly going to be knocking the ball around looking to keep the ball for the whole game. So it's just, although it's it's quite glamorous for the fans, it doesn't actually do much for the yeah, team. I think especially for a Villa game, that's the standard Wolves want to be at in... Twelve months' time, isn't it? That's where we want, you know, realistically want to be. So actually, to have that measurement and see how we're doing against them now, in what was a fairly competitive game, to be fair, you know, no one really took it, you know, too lightly. Um, I think it was a it was a good test. It, but you say from a functional, pragmatic side, it's great. But for a fan, and you want to see something a bit different, I'd have liked to have seen us play, you know. Some European team just for you know just for for a bit different personally, but yeah. I mean, it, it would have been nice, but I think you know at the end of the day, you just you just want to make sure everyone's fit, yeah. everyone's up to speed. You know, I'd take friendlies against Shambly and and Burton over Leon and I don't know <laughs> Braga. If it means everyone's fit and ready for the season, mm. so and Dicker and Afobi have sort of picked up where they left off last year as well, which is positive. Um, scored a few goals, look like they're linking up well again, so mm. that can only be good news. So we'll segue on to the state of the squad now and the transfer business that has been done so far this season, uh, so far this pre-season. Sorry, three signings for the first team in Jed Wallace. Connor Cody and yesterday's season long loan signing of Adam Lafondra. Soon to be joined, it is believed, by Liverpool youngster Shay Ojo, an 18 year old winger coming on a season long loan. Happy with that? Yeah, I think I think all three, possibly four, will improve the squad. You know, allow players like Price, for example, and Savile to beef up the bench, which I think is where we was lacking at times last season, the options coming off the bench. Um, and, you know, if you're looking to improve, you know, some first-team players have to make way. Unfortunately, it looks like Jack Price might this season. 
even though he had a fantastic season last season and the season before. But I think, on the whole, you know, we've improved where we was lacking a bit last season. I, I do feel we missed. I, I, what Cody will bring to the central of midfield is something that we was lacking massively last season. You know, I think he's a lot more combative than McDonald and Price. I think his range of passing is up there with McDonald's. Um, I think his footballing brain will allow us to tick over in the middle. And in, in La Fondra, you've got somebody who's really going to push Dico and Afobi because footballers can rest on the morals at times, can't they? And get a bit lazy. Whereas now La Fondra's coming, I don't think that will allow the front two to, to be able to become sloppy at any point. It's interesting you mentioned the state of the bench there because I think the sign of Lafondra gives us a dangerous option mm. to come off the bench now which I don't think we've had for a long time yeah. really. Mm. Um, I mean looking at a straight swap if you say Leon Clark's oh, going out yeah, of the club and Lafondra's come into the club then yeah. obviously that's improved the squad. Yeah. Quite a great yeah, player. our striking option was Clark and then then Doyle for, for about the last eight yeah. games, wasn't it? We, and it, it was obviously didn't ever want to use him. Really, I mean, he had to come about five minutes here and there. Didn't yeah, he? I mean, especially I'd say with Dicko's not someone who's going to stay injury through throughout the whole season. I don't no. think you're going to need something off the bench or another decent replacement. I think Lafond will be really good at this level. Is there a better third choice striker no. around? You'd, you'd be, I, you know, I think you'd be hard pushed to find yeah. a third choice striker to come off the bench as good as Lafondra. I mean, it's not like when we had sort of Sagbo coming in and he was considerably worse than what we had on than anyone in the stands and anyone outside, anyone selling hot dogs. You know, it, it, it's like you look at last season. If we was pushing for a goal, you know, you look to the bench and and then you'd scratch your head as a wall fan, wouldn't you? Be like, well, who's going to come on and maybe? Nickel sat goal in the 83rd minute off the bench. Yeah. No yeah. one. I think now we can say, okay, it's one all. We could do with the three points here. Let's chuck Lefondre on for the last 15, 20 and let's see what he can do. And there's also the possibility of Enkabari might be on the bench a lot this season as well. Well, yeah, he's had a really, really strong pre season, hasn't he? Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he makes a step up or whether they kind of give him a year in the under 21 sort of development squad and just get it continuously playing football. Rather than having sitting on the bench and getting five minutes every other game, it, it might be good experience for him. But at the same time, he probably needs to get those minutes under his belts and keep his goals. Up. Because he, cause the way the games are, they don't clash very often on Saturdays, do they? So he can still be playing under twenty-one yeah, that's true, football that's true, and, and still be on the bench. Yeah. So mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't think he'd be a player that'd be going out on loan this season. No, oh, no, I don't no. think so. No. Not unless for some very odd reason we get an extra striker, but I can't mm. really see that. Well, Tom, Tim Spears has said that he thinks there's another striker and a goalkeeper coming in. I can see another goalkeeper. That's what on Twitter today. Um, I can see us getting another goalkeeper in again, sort of from a fitness side. I'm not 100% certain on Carl Akeem staying fit throughout the whole season. I don't think he's never played a full season, has he? He's always picked no, up no, a no, well, The last three seasons yeah, he's been out for he's had, a, he's had bits of, you know, he's had niggles here and there. Mm. Um, so I could see a definite goalkeeper coming in and you never know we might actually go for a fourth choice strike or anything I'll say an extra strike off the bench another piece of news that just came to light just before we got it tonight is that we've taken PSV winger Ryan Howitt excuse the pronunciation if that's wrong on trial 19 year old winger was at Oldham seems to have annoyed a few people up at Oldham because they were expecting to sign him and suddenly he's gone off to Wolves um, can't really blame him for that but um, yeah. another potential incoming but with this one I'm not sure given his age whether it's going to be a signing for the first team or possibly another 21 player it's 
It's another strange one. It's a bit like Dislanders where you don't know it could go either way, really. Um, but the other thing I was going to say, there's a few youngsters on the periphery that have had a lot of game time during pre-season. Mm-hmm. Jordan Graham, Enoch Abari, um, Connor Ronan. What do you, do you see any of these youngsters perhaps making the um, making the step up? I mean, aside from Enoch Abari, who we've all already spoke about. I mean, you never truly know. I mean, if you asked us 12 months ago, I don't think anyone would have really seen a phobia. Uh, no, not a phobia. I also saw him first team. Um, to the degree that he is now first choice right back, um, if injuries happen, you never you never know. Um, Jordan Graham potentially, you know, started against Doncaster, and that left wing position is still up for grabs. Even if um, Ojo comes in, you know, he's they're what the same same age aren't they as the, well? The strange thing for me though is obviously Graham's been here for for some time now. We mm. paid a significant sum for him. And yet we're taking a lad from Crewe for that position, having him on trial. Now we're getting a lad from Liverpool in for that position. What what what, what message is that sending mm. out? It doesn't strike me that Kenny Jackie it's thinks that Jordan Graham's up to the yeah. being the number one in that position this season. Mm. I think I think when the uh, RJ thing was announced, the rumours immediately started circulating that Graham was perhaps going out on loan. Yeah, which I th- I can see happening if yeah. that is the case. Um, but he hasn't played a first team game for anybody, has he? Mm. No. I don't think that would be a bad move. No, if, not if at all. If he went out on loan. No. Uh, League One, maybe, a team like Barnsley. And I wouldn't think, with the squad that we've got at the moment, I wouldn't think we'll send too many players out on loan until the last minute. No. I wouldn't think we'll be sending any until, until we have to, really. Mm. Out in the, maybe in the loan uh, window. I, was so say, I think I you'd think want to wait and see how things develop. I think we'd wait until the loan window opened, or it would be yeah. late. Yeah. Late on. I can't see anyone going to the next sort of. Week and two weeks or anything. It's yeah. yeah. so a quick question for you all now. If um, if you could bring in one more player between now and the end of the transfer window, what position would it be, and who would you have in mind? I I would like so one of three. Um, Alex Pritchard on loan, Deli Ali on loan, or Jesse Lingard because if he's gone for two and a half million. I saw it. I Who think was he linked to? Bristol City. Bristol City. No, Bristol City. Bristol City can uh, afford uh, to stump it. That's then. why I think for two and a half million, sometimes you've just got to take take that risk at times because you know the potential there with Lingard to be to be a decent player. Um, I say Ali and Pritchard as well because I know Ali is a bit more central and we're sort of quite flush in that position at the moment. But I can't see him getting any game time at Tottenham. He's got a great friendship on, and relationship on and off the pitch with Afawi, which could prove a bit of a, a masterstroke. And then obviously Pritchard, we all know what, what he's done for the last two seasons at Brentford. Again, can't seem getting any game time at Tottenham, so why not? And utilise him on the left-hand side. Mm. Richard? Um, yeah, I kind of agree with at least Pritchard and Lingard. Because um, we are still crying out for that first choice left winger um, possibly as I said, mentioned earlier goalkeeper it's hard with keepers because it's either someone young yeah. and up and coming or someone old who's yeah. happy to sit on the bench would he yeah. go for Jessica Lyon or has he gone somewhere he's gone Bradford hasn't he oh, yeah. that would have been perfect yeah we do We I just think we do need someone well we need a Kushak or someone who's yeah. just willing to sit on the bench but if Carla Keane can't play through injury or suspension we've He's got someone enough. we can rely on just for five you know for five games um, yeah. John I'd probably be completely left field here I'd probably want a good quality centre half 
I can there. see that. Yeah, that nobody yeah, mentions no. it. No, nobody even says that it seems to want one when you talk about it. But that's mm. what I would prefer to see. I think we've got lots of cover in various other positions. But I've got to be honest, the central defensive yeah. area worries me. I've been saying that in my <laughs> blogs for the Birmingham Mail. Quick, quick right. plug there yeah. for the, for the <laughs> last few plug months. And uh, at Christmas, I mentioned the name Gareth McCauley and got absolutely lambasted for it. But that's the type of player I'd like yeah. to see come in. Who, who give, us, give us an option to steady the ship if Stearman or, or, um, or Horse, as it is at the minute, are I was going to say, well, if, if, well, Bart's out injured at the moment. Not sure when he's... He's not had any pre-season, well, so he's going to yeah. have to get some minutes... And, you know, he's going to have to get his fitness back. But if we lose Stearman on Saturday, I'd not be particularly comfortable if we had Horse and Ebanks Lendell as our two centre-backs. No. And I can... Yeah. No, and I'm... I think the jury's got to be out on Courtney Hawes anyway, to be honest. I mean, it isn't that long ago I was watching him perform against Middlesbrough and looking at a complete buffoon, mm. in my opinion. Um, and now I know that people are saying he's going to be the, the second coming at centre-half, but let's see it first. Yeah. Just because he's moving from centre-half and he's played whatever, I, I want to see yeah. it. Just because he's played against these teams in pre-season. And I saw the... I mean, we still gave away terrible goal against Doncaster. Oh, Awful. yeah. And, and, and Horse was at blame for Rob Jones's goal, wasn't he? Because yeah. he was marking Jones. Yeah. Even though Jones is six foot seven, so I suppose it's a bit understandable, but the barking it's, wasn't the best. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, he had a decent campaign for the under 20s. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he, he played quite well against Villa as well. I thought he was a bit yeah. out of his depth first 10 or 15, but he grew yeah, into the game. A lot of first players were a bit overall by the situation. Yeah. The game. It's a confidence thing. He, he, he would only need a couple of him to have a couple of moderate games, let's say, early on, yeah. as a young centre half. I mean, I say it wasn't that long ago we were playing Middlesbrough and Kenny Jack was having to take him off because the kid was like yeah. a rabbit in the headlights. He was awful. I've never seen a player more out of his depth for Wolves really? than, than Courtney Amos. Oh my God, he was horrendous. Where, where are you talking? Uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. No, it, Absolutely it, it, awful. It, was, it, was, it was horrible. It, it was, was horrible like difficult to watch. To watch yeah. Who was your pickaxe that day? Um, oh, it didn't Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Not about Edoma. But it wasn't just that, it was just. In everything. It looked yeah. like it come off the park. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it, safe if we, if we did bring in a quality centre half. Has Maguire gone anywhere? No, is he still at Hull? Still yeah. at Hull. So he might get game time now. Chester's left. It's yeah. very unlikely to be loaned out to somebody who's likely to. Yeah. Well, are going to be wanting to be challenging. To be honest, I, I wouldn't probably want too many more loans. Um, obviously, Lafondre is basically a signing if he does well. But I mean. I don't like the idea of having like three, four players on loan because if they are good and we get promoted and then you don't have them, you're in a difficult position mm-hmm. again, aren't you? So I always think it's a little bit of a risk. See, I think we scored. I think we scored quite well last season. I don't, you know, we could have scored more, but I don't think we always look quite threatening. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I think shit, miles too many goals, mm. and I, I still wouldn't be hundred percent confident we're not going to shit quite a few this season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got to replace Sacco's goal somewhere, though. I don't think they've been entirely replaced. Yeah, a few of them are penalties. I think I'll be fairly confident somebody's going to step up and score a few penalties. Um, a phobia, a phobia and Dicko together at front. Yeah. I think. Don't forget, yeah. A phobia, Dangerous a phobia days. is going to be playing half a season more than he played last year. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We did, Dicko was out in November and December. He didn't score any goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we just signed a striker. Add that to the fact we just signed a striker that scored 14 goals in the Premier League only yeah. three seasons ago, was it? Yeah. yeah. So we definitely got we definitely got firepower there, and you've got you've got to fancy the three of them to get into double figures this season oh, definitely. easily. And see the other player that we haven't really seen yet because of 
pre-season sort of niggles is Jed Wallace and quite where he's going to fit in. Mm. And he looks like a player who could offer us more goals from a sort of a different kind of position. But where exactly he's going to fit into this team, I don't know. That's why I think we've got lots of cover. When you're looking, you're talking about Cody there. I think Cody looks a natural replacement for Kimmy McDonald to me. Mm. Well, well, I, I was going to say, I don't know if that's made up through running order, but but then you've got. You've still got you know lots of players. You've still got the Henry Van der Par, James Henry and Van der Par situation. You've got James, um, Jack Price, Dave Edwards. You've got the lad coming in from Liverpool. We've got quite a lot of players, haven't we? Really covering all these positions. Savile, we're not. I'd, I'd be surprised no. if he's going to be here himself. But who would be left-sided though if Ojo comes in and he's not the Messiah? Because well, I, I can't. I, I'm sure I, I watch Portsmouth play. Last season, they played somebody stuff like Burton or something. Yeah. It was on the box anyway. And I'm sure Jed Wallace played on the left hand side. He's supposed to be able to play either of the two centre positions, either of the two wide positions, and the number 10 role. Yeah, so. I think he's very, very versatile. I think he can play on the I left. Think, I think that's part of the reason why he's been brought in. A, a for his goal scoring ability and B for his versatility. Mm. So I think he's just a different option. I mean, Tommy Rowe's left sided as well, isn't mm. he? If, if could he be. Could you imagine him bombing on down the wing and whipping the ball? I'd rather him be there than Dave Edwards. Yeah, can you imagine him on the pitch? (laughs) (laughs) Remember Watford? (laughs) Watford away. Came up about thirty seconds, they went off injured. That's a great way to earn your appearance fee, though, isn't it? I went to I went to that turgid game at Shrewsbury the other week, and uh, I just took one look at Tommy Rowe, and I thought with the hair and everything, and the fact he's playing on the wing. Sent my mate a message and said, Tommy, Tommy Rowe is literally a shit Gareth Bale now. <laughs> How did he play? He was appalled. I think was he's got it? a bit of a Jess Moxie haircut going on. I don't know if he's trying to get an uh, extra bit of money in. There, there, were two, there were two players that day that did something for me. One of them was Cody and the other one was Dicko. And that was it. And I think the fact Dicko scored an unmarked header against Shrewsbury shows how, how they were there for the taking and Wolves just didn't step they didn't get out of second gear the whole game and they got punished for it. Best Wolves player on the pitch in the first half was Liam McAlinden. Did he have a good game with McAlinden? He pulled a cracking save out of Akimi early on and he was threat. He was a threat. They took him off just after just after half time mm. and I didn't see why really. I, I think it's going to be it's a, well it's, it is a massive season for 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 the for God for Van der Parra this season. He's, he's got to step up, hasn't he? You know, he's, he's for God. <laughs> he's, he's such an amazing. Ben, ben, do you want to introduce Stan the parent of this? The best, best Dutchman that's ever played the game. <laughs> yeah. But have I missed something? Yeah, I've been off another planet. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got. I think it'd be class this show, I'd it. And me, I, I mean, actually I, think it'd yeah. be really good. Oh. It, I do. I think. Oh, the flag <laughs> back. back. I do. Oh, yeah. He's got his so critics. These windows open. <laughs> he's got his critics, which you know, I've, I think a lot of the criticism that he gets is is very, very harsh. If I'm being honest, because I don't think his final delivery is as bad as some people say. I think he puts some very good balls into the box. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think his problem is what Van der Poel's problem is. Say he's twelve. No, say he's sixteen. Well, I bet the ones he doesn't put into the pitch, he puts out of the pitch altogether. We're just we're ignoring the them. Fans the fans aren't heading that properly. Van der Poel's problem is he'll run at the, the left back, got an opportunity to cross, he'll check, then he'll knock it past him, and then whip it in. He needs to get his crosses in he earlier. He needs to move. But it's like people. What annoys me is people slag off Van der Poel. His final ball shit. He got twelve assists last season. His final ball can't be that bad, can it? I think where he needs to improve, he needs to 
be more of a goal scoring threat. Are you saying and that's the criticism of, are you of saying it. He doesn't score enough goals. Van der Power could replace Sacco's goals. I think he could chip in with eight or nine. Yeah. I yeah, think he shows the play down too much. Definitely. Which is bizarre considering how fast he's, he is. He's, he's, he's fast, yeah, he slows the plane down, but he's got the, he's got the slowest brain on the pitch. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just, he just doesn't think fast. For me, though. Are you not a fan? Yeah, well, no. I just don't. He doesn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. it doesn't his brain is not working like a footballer should yeah, work. Yeah. He should no. be knowing what's going on in the next phase of the mm-hmm. game. He can't mm-hmm. even work out what's going on in the present phase for me. Yeah, but there's players like Wright Phillips that have made a career and have got no football brain at all. Rob Phillips is worse than Van der Parra. Look at Aspria. He's played Champions League football. He couldn't even control the ball. I think my uh, word was... Technique, <laughs> like stuff like final ball can be taught. It can be coached. He's not 16. <laughs> he's like 23, isn't he? How long is he? He's been 23. He's played 150 it's professional like games. It's not like he's a seasoned professional, though. He's not, <laughs> he's not a 29-year-old journeyman. He's still a young kid. Look how terrible Gary Bell wasn't he? He was about 23. He had his first season in a country last year. And he wasn't horrendous. Well, well that's what I was going to say. I don't think he was any worse. I don't think he's any worse or better than James Henry. I don't think James Henry, James Henry, is a significant improvement on Van Power. I think they're both, you know, they very different, a different thing. They do, yeah. but I don't think James Henry is significantly better at what he does compared, you know, into no. that situation. Um, but well, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure if James Henry truly offers an fever on a no, consistent I basis. No, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a fever. Do you know, know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's my kind of problem. I think we need to upgrade to... the position totally myself. Yeah. But I don't know which one of them would get cut first. I think we should sign Kyle Uber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. Don't but worry, Razak's going to be fit soon. It, so uh, It is a massive Sacco. season for him, though, because he does need to chip in with more goals. Mm. I just hope he's given the opportunity, because, I mean, he's not featured in that stuff, yeah. friend. He's at all, has he? Yeah. That's what we're Which that's is a bit like... Well, obviously, there's an attitude thing there as well. Obviously, everybody in the ground saw him sulk and walk 60 yards when he was taken off and yeah. walk straight down the dressing rooms. Um... So you don't know quite what attitude he's showing I mean, at the moment, do you? But then on, on the other hand, you know, you wouldn't want to see somebody laughing and joking at being subbed off, would you? No, but when you there's always a there's a right and a wrong way to do it, isn't there? And sometimes you just go, you know, he wasn't exactly having a storm, was he? I don't he had a poor first that's... half, gone out for ten minutes and got worse, and then the manager's taking you off. You didn't particularly go and show complete discontent and in front of the whole ground, do you? That's particularly in a home game. Would you have preferred him to go like thumbs up at Jack instead? <laughs> no, I did just like him to have gone off in a professional manner and sat on the bench with the rest of the squad. I don't. I, I really don't care. It's one of them things I've just never cared about, like swapping shirts when you're losing. I don't care. Storming off when you're subbed, couldn't care less. It's just one of them things that I've just never understood why people are bothered about. Right, last, going to draw this matter to a close quickly with the last thing that I'm going to mention before we get down to the business of the start of the season. Kevin McDonald's contract saga, yeah. what would you do? I don't know if I'd f- just f*** him off. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> just end that without I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I'm so brought to bleep. Actually, wait, Dave's not here, he'll be fine. He's annoyed me though, I think he's gone about it completely the wrong way. Well, whether he's gone about it the wrong or way or his agent's agent. gone about it the wrong but way. But that's modern day agents. But I, yeah. oh, I don't Maybe know. Maybe if we get a little explicit thing next to us, though, it might make it seem more <laughs> edgy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we've got our graffiti sort of thing now. We can, yeah. We're going to get a bunch of emo kids listening <laughs> yeah. to this. <it>, yeah. 
it's, and, it's and, a difficult one, isn't it? Because we don't know what money was offered on the table. You also don't. I mean, things are blown out sometimes out of a bit of proportion, yeah. and you don't actually know how unhappy he is. If he's walking around tonight unhappy, not really wanting to play for Wolves, but he's, he's here. And I don't particularly want him sticking around for another year. Not not because he's going to go for nothing, but I just don't think you'll get the best out of him Definitely for a year not. anymore. Definitely. So he might as well be gone. That's what I think. I think if he's if his head's halfway out the door, he just needs to go. Mm. We make some money on. We make a bit of money if we can. Look what happened with Sacco. Now, if we sold him a year ago, yeah, we we might have been in a similar situation as we are now with you know trying to get a left winger, but we'd have had some money at that point to actually have replaced him rather mm. than now where we didn't have that two million pounds whatever to you know replace mm. him. I just think you've got to be of a weak mind if your head can be turned by Fulham. Well, I'd, see, I don't get that. I think Fulham are a good prospect though. <sighs> Are they any better than Wolves though? Will they finish higher than Wolves? The London club, they were, they were what, Europa League, Europa League final. It doesn't matter where they were. Though. It doesn't matter where they were. Wigan were. Millwall were in Europe not that long ago. Portsmouth were. Fulham just about what the they decade did. in the Premier League. Going back does count for something well, at the end of the day. If, 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 you had a, if you had £500 and someone says, put it on Wolves to finish above Fulham or put it on Fulham to put it, finish above Wolves, where'd your money go? Well, I was going to leave my predictions until later, <laughs> but I, I'd go Wolves, but I am heavily biased to that. You know, players can be turned if they think that they're, you know, investing well, they've got Do, rid of the dead What you've got to think of is Kevin McDonald's position. It's, it's, this next move is the, his big contract, yeah. his whole career at his age. Yeah. He's looking at a three, four year contract, which is the biggest contract in the whole of his playing career. It's, inter- it's, it's obvious he's going to be concerned about it, mm. but... Obviously, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Are Wolves making any moves? Have they made a counter-offer to increase or what? It just seems to walk on point. It just seems a little bit disrespectful to him in a way. I mean, I might be, he's still on the same deal as he was when he signed for us Two when we just ago. got relegated to League yeah. One. And we're now a side that's challenging for promotion for the Premiership that he's a key part of, yeah. an integral part of. So as far as I'm concerned, he should be offered more money and he should feel aggrieved if he's not being offered. But he might have been offered more money. But what, but what we don't know, none of us know, is how much he's been offered, what he thinks is a good deal. Well, and what we well he said he was offered a basic rise, didn't he? But what's he a basic rise? Well, we don't know. Do we? Yeah. In my opinion, he probably should be one of the top, top earners at the club. And, and, if he, and if he thinks that he's not being treated as one of the top earners in the club, then it's, he's well within his rights. Which is not to say... It's not to say he isn't now, though. The most of the big earners from before his day have gone. Yeah, but would he have got a massive contract when we bought him in, in League One? But I bet he would have got a, in relative to everyone a, else. a promotion rise. Yeah, probably. I, I just think he's well within his rights to ask for as much as he thinks he can get. Say, John, he doesn't know us anything. Say, John, you raised an interesting more? point, actually. Well, who is sort of higher than... I was going to say Stearman. I probably the, uh, the highest I did see someone say something about a Stearman... I've mentioned two or three other names, and they're on about sixteen grand a week. And I've imagine Ma- McDonald's on about twelve, hard. I think. Um, How true that is, I don't know. It's just around the way. Football manager stats when we need them. <laughs> 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 but it's uh, it's left a sour taste in my mouth the way it's been dealt with by McDonald's anyway. Because I don't think anyone should hold. Obviously, it's because I'm a Wolves fan, but I don't think anyone should hold Wolves. But what, to goes, you know, what goes for you goes against you. Obviously, you've done a very similar situation at Sheffield United, mm. having a clause in there, and, and, and they weren't happy what about was the a way Burnley they left. situation? I know a Burnley fan very well, 
and what happened at, again at Burnley is he, he, he was in the Premier League and he got, he got taken off during the first half yeah. of a game. He was having a nightmare and he had all of his family down from Scotland. He walked off the pitch, walked out the ground. By half time, he wasn't even there. He never played again. Um, so he's got some history. Of but like, if you notice him on the pitch, he's someone who likes a good moan. And you know, when you can see he's the first one who's you know having a go at other players. And so, you know, we don't always see that possibly side to his character and personality. But actually, he might be someone who actually, if he isn't happy, it's not going to you know bother him too much if he walks away from Wolves and goes somewhere else. Let's go, let, I mean, all the people around this room, in this room, are Wolves fans. Yeah. Face it, Kevin McDonald ain't a Wolves fan, is he? He's a no. professional footballer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The end of the day, he's well, out to earn money for his family. At the end say, of the day. You, you know, you're saying about putting five hundred pounds down. Who's going to pay more money, Fulham or Wolves? Well, I've spoke to to somebody who's got a few connections at Fulham. His Fulham was going to offer him twenty grand a week. They've, don't forget, they've, they've, you know, they've got bigger parachutes. Well, I don't know whether we've even got any left. It's a, some people say we have, some mm. people say we haven't. But I think it's worth twenty thousand a week. Yeah, and especially with well, if our well. wage structure doesn't reach twenty grand a week, then I don't think he is. Some point you have to break it if you want to improve as a player. Do you break but it? I, 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 for me, Kevin McDonald's replaceable. But then I don't think he is. He is. He's one of the best midfielder in the world, is he? But what do you do? The best in the league. But if you're Connor Cody. Don't forget, we signed McDonald for about two hundred and fifty thousand or something ridiculous. We signed Connor Cody for two million in the same position, a, from a, a, a Championship club, not a League One club, mm. in the position we're in now. If you're Connor Cody and then you find out McDonald's earning twenty grand a week, you think, "Man, on me, you signed me for two million? Yeah, but McDonald would go for more than two million now. No, not with you. Not a chance. If he had a new not deal, a if chance. he had a three, if he had three years left on his contract, he's worth five million. Oof. Just like to interrupt to announce that Wolves have just confirmed the loan signing of Shady Ojo from Liverpool. Breaking the scene. Real great trail The problem is by the time this goes out later this week, that's going to be old news <laughs> yeah. and everyone's going to know it, but just show that we do monitor things that are going on. Right, gentlemen, let's get down to business now. Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, Wolves go to Weaver Park, play Blackburn, opening game of the season. Um, Blackburn, they've had a bit of a difficult uh, transfer window, partly due to the fact they have an embargo in placed on them, which is restricting their movement in the transfer market, but also due to the fact that Joshua King and Rudy Gestead have both left, and there's, there's, there's rumours that star striker Jordan Rose will be on his way to Millsborough fairly soon. Um, what, what do you think of the prospects of playing Blackburn on Saturday? I think it's a good time to be playing them, yeah. uh, myself. Um, with obviously Jordan Rose has voiced his unhappiness, and obviously other players, as you say, Castelli's gone. And have they lost it, Tom Kearney as well? No, I think he's still there. Yeah. No, Fulham. 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 Yeah. Mm. That's, um, that's another big loss for yeah. him. Yeah. David Dunn's gone as well. That's mm. big loss for the uh, catering vans outside. <laughs> Wait, he's gone to Oldham or something, haven't he? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get homesick? Or no, I, I, don't, I don't think their fans are a particularly happy bunch at the moment either. Um, it won't take much for them to sort of start moaning up there, which doesn't generally anyway. I think I think our fans like a good moan, but I always think they're, they're mm. a lot moaning lot up there. Would you mind if you lived in Blackburn, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it hell? No, I mean, obviously, it's a ground where we've done quite well on our last couple of visits. I'd be quite bullish about a, a decent, decent result on Saturday. We're a cracking price as well. Nearly touching two to one. Oh, yeah, I need to go. What a price that is! Because I, I think we can go there and uh, and get a win. Mm. You know, I, I won't be too 
surprised if we was walking away with a 2-0 win from, from Blackburn. I mean, they had a good home record last season. But like we've just mentioned, they've lost Kestead, Joshua King, Tom Kearney, David Dunn's gone. I'm not sure how many games he played last season, but I know Rose he played against us at home. Base, he's gone out, isn't he? Um, Jens, can I interrupt you with some more breaking news? Oh, I'll tell you what, who needs David Evans, I'll tell you. Star Austrian centre-back George Margreiter oh. has left the club by mutual consent. Well, That's I bet we're all gutted. No, no, well, I'm pleased for him. Yeah. I mean, you know... He's, for the, having your football career in absolute no man's land, I'm pleased for him. At least he's probably going somewhere now and can start playing football again. Just on the nose. Sorry to interrupt you there, Richard, but I thought you needed to know that news. Thank you. Thank you. Can you can order a pizza? <laughs> so, how do you think Wolves will line up on Saturday, John? I would have thought it'd be fairly much as, as the, the last couple of friendlies have started, really, at Donka and the Villa game, I would guess. But I don't, I don't think the news. I mean, I think Lafond will be on the bench and. I wouldn't think this lad from Liverpool might me may not even figure at all. I wouldn't think yet. Um, but I think, I think the start at eleven would be pretty much pick itself. I would guess. Yeah. Who do you pick in the left left wing position? Probably probably Edwards will probably end up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think it'd probably be like the Villa game. I would think. Uh, I love Dave Edwards so much for next man, but he is no left. No, I know he it's, isn't. But yeah, I'm only saying what it, I think it will happen. I, yeah. I'm not sure he'll pick Jordan Graham for, for straight up to start the game. Mm. I'd have thought he's going to want a fairly solid outfit yeah, for an away game. He'll be looking to go there and nick a win for me. Do you think Van der Parra could do a job on the left? Henry on the right, Van der Parra on the left? I think it'll be a very unusual move to, to bring a player into the starting eleven who you haven't played in your last yeah. two games. Hmm. Uh, the thing is, he hasn't. I think if Jacket was tempted to do that, he'd have done yeah. that throughout pre season. Mm. But if McDonald comes back in, which may well, I think they, they may play a very mm. narrow. Diamond formation, anyway. So it's not, it's not as if Edwards is going to be stuck on the touchline, no. you know, running up and down the paint, is he? I think so, we were talking about this in in the pub before the Villa game, wasn't we? If we played a diamond formation, just to, we look quite strong with that form. What, whether it suits our style of play or not. Well, so, you get, I mean, obviously you got you got Goldborn and I offer who offer you something going forward. Yeah, so yeah. it's not as if we become significantly weaker and we haven't got any outlets at all, is it? But it just relies on them to do a lot more. Yeah. I think the defence picks itself at the moment, doesn't it? I offer first choice right back, Garborn first choice left back, Stearman and oh, Horse. Yeah. Obviously, came in goal. Uh, Cody. I'd, yeah, I'd be thinking Cody and McDonald, yeah. Henry and Edwards. I would, I would, that's where I would be thinking. But and then Fabian Decolta. Yeah. I mean, bar bar the left hand side. It's a very it's a strong team, that is. That's a, I think that's a very strong team. We are I think that's a top six Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that hence my yeah. worries about, I think we could do with signing a good, you know, reliable... Third choice. A, 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 yeah. What I would call it, you know... <laughs> I don't know a established, Yeah, well, just a very yeah. established quality centre. I think uh, none of ours have been... Well, probably, yeah, obviously Stearman have proven. I, th- I still think a lot of us think the jury's out with Danny Barton. Yeah. Nothing, you know... Um, obviously, well, he's got a big season ahead of him because he's got to get fit and get back into the team if we're doing yeah. well. Yeah, and he, he, at times, he, you know, he, he does look slow, doesn't he? Mm. <laughs> um. So, the all important predictions for Saturday, Richard Hobbs, I'll start with you. I've gone 1 0 Wolves, a phobie goal. Ben? Uh, 2 0 to Wolves. Goal scorers? 
horse with two. That's <laughs> 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 probably a Fabian Dicker, right? The Baron. I'll go 1 1. Lee Thompson. 3 1 Wolves. I'm going to go with the same as Richard, and I'm going to go to 1 0 with Wolves, but I'll say Dicko as a scorer instead of a favourite. So now comes the time where we do the annual Wolves Football Fancast show predictions, but we're changing it up this year. We're actually going to write down our predictions today, and we're not going to know what each other has said until the final podcast of the season where we go back we open up the envelopes and we find what each other have actually said from there the pundits that are not on the show tonight are also going to be doing this exercise so there is potential for embarrassment (laughs) and potential for entertainment at the same time as well so what we're going to do at the end of the show is write down who we think are going to be the championship winners who we think are going to be the three relegated teams, who we think are going to be the surprise package in the Championship this season, where Wolves are going to finish, Wolves' star player, Wolves' surprise package of a player, and also the Championship top goal scorer. So that's it for this week's episode of the Wolves Football Fancast Show. I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a website for your business or venture, go to operacreative.com to find out more. You can follow us all week on Twitter at WWFC Fancast. On Facebook, search for Wolves Football Fancast Show and click like. You can email us at wallsfootballfancast at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast via SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also continue your Wolves debate via some great fan sites such as modernnewmix.co.uk and wallsforum.co.uk. So that's it from everyone this week. Um, and it's goodbye from Richard. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye from Luke. See you later. Goodbye from John. Goodbye. Goodbye from Ben. Bye. And goodbye from me.